I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. Hey, hey, can't you see we're a rockin' southern pod running wild and free? Hey, y'all listening in your cars, we got Murray, we got Cedric as our mega stars. Hardcore wrestling! Hey, hey, Mickey James, thank you for that. Go for a wee Toby Carvery after this one. Little bit of the office banter seeping through. <laughs> Honestly, Alexa is as thick as two short planks, man. <laughs> Can't even play Bad Street USA. We're trying to get it to do that. She's an absolutely useless mechanism. Perox, <laughs> oh, why, Jen? She yeah. hasn't got a clue who they no are. No idea. Lucha Gores. Absolutely no idea. No. I tried to get her to play Hulk's The One as well. It's very wrestling Hulk's reticent, isn't it? Jeff Bezos. Hates yeah. Alexa hates wrestling. It's official. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <laughs> uh, before we get going, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast from, because we do daily wrestling podcasts. We do podcasts about Raw, podcasts about SmackDown, podcasts about NXT, podcasts about AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, uh, podcasts that are roundup of the weeks, complete with bloody good quizzes, etc. on Wrestle Culture. This is Wrestle Culture, so you're listening to that one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am Phil James. I am joined by Andy Murray and Michael Sidgwick to talk all things wrestling this week. Not a lot has gone on in wrestling. It's very, it's very. my issue starting this podcast? It is very much December. Very much December. There's no hot news stories. Um, It's always rubbish when AEW's a bit rubbish in the week as well. You need it for a little bit of serotonin. You get none of that from WWE, so you need it on a frigging Wednesday (laughs) night. Um, AJ Styles was good value on Raw. That was literally the highlight of my wrestling week, I think. It's very much been one We could have set himself on fire. I was going to start with that one because it kind of makes sense. I was actually going to start with a quote that I've got from Tony Khan, which is back in 2019. And this was after double or nothing match between Dustin and Cody. And then after Cody got hit on the head in Fighter Fest. And the quote goes, no, 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 definitely not. This was not TV. This was a streaming <laughs> show. We wouldn't offer it on TNT. A hundred percent. No. Smash cut two. <laughs> Dynamite on Wednesday. I love that quote as well, because literally on the first episode of Dynamite ever, who's going through a table, a glass table at the end of the show? <laughs> it's Kenny Omega, one of his EVPs with John Moxley. Oh boy, what a boy. So AW bringing hardcore, proper hardcore wrestling back to American television. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, that spot. Yeah. Awesome and awesomely bad. Like, yeah. in response to frequent and resounding criticisms that Cody Rhodes is being a little bit too Cody. 
He sets himself on fire as he pins <laughs> somebody else. We honestly, like regular listeners of What Culture Wrestling, will be honestly at this point bored of our attempts to work out what on earth is going on with Cody. I've decided what's happening. He is having his cake and eating it too. He is playing heel and embellishing his heel qualities to those who want to receive him as a heel, while at the same time recognizing I've still got a following and I still want to be a babyface fundamentally, so I'm going to do that as well. The fact that he's the guy who has the middle entrance tunnel is pleasing himself twice over is only going to accelerate the feeling that people want to turn him heel. I don't know what the boy's doing anymore. I'm the Cody guy, and I've officially lost sight of what's going on. Aye. The, see, that he had the top quarter hour this week, didn't he, on Dynamite ratings-wise? So it's not alienating people, at least. Um, I don't know if it's too hard to get the top quarter hour either when you're doing that kind of stuff. Like, I'm yeah, sure anyone doing true. that is going to catch the eye of someone Street fight in the main the event. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Malachi Black. Uh, no, no, it was MGF who foreshadowed it as well, saying that he was the spark for CM Punk's flame later on. Here we go. Big bonfire. Cody Rhodes taking 90% of the bump and winning anything. It was good banter, but it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it's compelling, but at the same time, what is happening with Pac, Malachi, Black, Andrade. I cannot possibly tell you their win-loss oh. records in the win-loss record company, and that, for me, is just a disaster. Personally, I mean, I'm really looking forward to Pac's eye for an eye match. Yeah. <laughs> well, Malachi Black's talking about toxic gas and stuff now. It's not about wins and losses. It's about toxic gas. So looking forward to the lore of the skunk, I guess. Oh my God. He's already got that kind of makeup, hasn't he? So that is gimmick. He's a skunk, and we just didn't know. Like... That's weird. Why that He's from happen? Amsterdam as well. Oh, oh, there he is. Well acquainted with playing FIFA. Maybe that explains why I talked bollocks all the time <laughs> in WWE and to an extent AEW as well at this point. <laughs> Poor guy, man. Is Alex Alistair Black a skunk smoking skunk? So not only is he not a human being, but he's... Already non-human mind is altered by substances. And is that why he talks so much bollocks? It might be like. I'm interested in his lore. Have you seen... Someone Photoshop a skunk smoking a spliff. <laughs> <laughs> While listening to Skunk and Nancy. Yes. <laughs> With corpse paint as well, preferably. That'd be good. Aye. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to go from that, but... <laughs> There's no else going on, is there? Everyone's ready for Christmas. We've ruined everyone's favourite wrestlers already. Uh, it's, it's screwed. We've screwed it. <laughs> I, of ruining can I just say, sorry, sorry. I don't want to take the piss out of AEW. No. I don't want to do that, but I feel like... You just literally spent a year writing a book about this company. They're giving us like, no choice at the minute. Like, what's going on? It's not not a great show at the moment. He's just it? in a holding pattern until winter is coming and then hopefully boost it up after that. I think everyone's latest copium is they are running through a lot of star versus not star matches now because they're at the start of a pay-per-view cycle and they're going to do massive stuff starting from TBS. There's a lot of, oh, starting from Grand Slam or yeah. starting from All Out, and it's like, just start. Yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. this promotion. I do, and I know it's just an aberration of a week, but just start. Yeah. Well, theoretically. Start being February 2020 again. Yeah. Theoretically, winter is coming. We'll have, well, I mean, it'll obviously have Wang Man, <laughs> as, the, as the banner reads, versus uh, Danielson. Yeah. The, the ring match, whoever does the Battle Royal, maybe Brit versus Riho. It's a good start, but... 
you know, the week to week hasn't been a lot of fun. Lately, nah. So, Make this know. fun, Phil. This is the fun banter podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe if Tony would start sending the checks a little bit earlier, we'd give him more positive coverage at the moment. But yeah. it's just not happening. So. Bit late. Uh, speaking of really fun wrestling shows, NXT 2.0. Let's talk about this <laughs> and the big sort of changes that keep on happening down there. There's a whole bunch of things that's happened this week. None of them hugely interesting, but we may as well talk about them because there's not a lot else that's interesting going on. Um, so we've obviously got War Games coming up, which is kind of like the old people versus the new people. You've got Beth Phoenix saying that she's leaving commentary. We've got the rumors of the Cruiserweight title possibly being dropped. We've got obviously Kyla Riley and Johnny Gargano's contract being up very, very soon. They've announced this new next in line college football recruitment thing to get new people into NXT. Uh, and all the while they're kind of consistently battling after having this whole push of desperately trying to seek a newer, younger audience that's different from what it used to be, bringing in the new fans. Uh, that's still battling with impact as the oldest skewing <laughs> wrestling show out there. It's kind of funny that, isn't it? Like uh, the whole rebrand was, let's get some teenagers. Let's make it yeah. cool. Let's make youth. Yeah. Vic, Jake, uh, Vic Joseph is wearing a denim jacket. He's like Steve Buscemi in that meme. Um, and yeah, the median age like two weeks ago was something like 62 years old. <laughs> so <laughs> what's going on? To be fair, the, making it the horniest show on TV every week has seemingly just attracted a bunch of dirty old men. Honestly, so, the, NX, yeah. the NXT 2.0 <laughs> audience is your dad having a wank over toxic, <laughs> it's your dad having a wank over toxic attraction. Think about that. Your father's doing that right now. It's incredible. It's the best banter of all time. NXT 2.0. It's amazing. Like Beth Phoenix has left as well. Scotty Two Hotty left as an agent. Yeah. Like the rats are leaving the sinking ship. It's not a fun operation anymore. That indicates to me someone like Scotty Two Hotty leaving as a producer. He probably doesn't think that there's any worth yeah. while element of teaching people anymore because just do three minutes don't embarrass yourselves don't hurt yourselves have a one-dimensional character yeah. that's got a big rock hard cock for like all the lasses on the show who are all so wet <laughs> now they are that's all it is it's, it's very sexualized it doesn't yeah. want to be wrestling and yeah. it rules how much it doesn't want to be wrestling so much so that when they have the audacity to put wrestling on the show i honestly think what are you what are you doing? What's this? <laughs> I know I want Tony D'Angelo referencing a different Sopranos cat. He referenced Hesh the other week. He's getting really deep in the lore barrel here, isn't he? Aye. How long can this last though? Like the experiment of NXT 2.0, if you look at the ratings, like nothing's working at the minute. They're still like, changing new yeah. things. Like how long can this go on for before they have to either do something else or just drop it entirely? I'm in the process of writing a article entitled 10 Bold Wrestling Predictions for 2022 in which I Hello. give the exact end date for um, NXT 2.0. So don't give it away because you want, you want to get the readers. You want to get the clicks. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's an absolutely unmitigated disaster. Yeah. A hilarious one. As you pointed out, they wanted that key demographic. It's the most trans <laughs> transparent pursuit of it. We've got social Instagram influencers. We've got... Uh, I'm 36. Jesus Christ, I've just let that one slip. <laughs> social <laughs> Instagram influencers. We've got social media influencers. We've got skateboarders. We've got tits. We've got... Zion <laughs> Quinn, he's sexy. We've got Zion Quinn, he dances and he does sex. And it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Do and like adrenaline me? junkies. It's, it's what Bruce Pritchard trying to make physical the abstract concept of what's radical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is how do you and do it's failed, funnily kids. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Band t-shirt or whatever that thing. Music band. It's God, Poochie. I'm the meme. It's the wrestling equivalent of Poochie. <laughs> yes. 
It is. <laughs> NXT 2.0 died on its way back to its own planet. <laughs> I think that is like a boring answer. As long as uh, USA Network feel they're getting their money worth, it'll probably exist. Um, Did we ever find out exactly what their money's worth is? Ain't much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, actually. It was initially reported... I think that the annual rights fee commanded by NXT was going to be between 30 to $50 million per year. Right. Some internet sleuths realized after packaging it alongside Raw, maybe it's nothing. <laughs> maybe they've just said, don't give us anything. We just want this to um, subdue the rise of AEW on the subject of which, if you want to read all about the rise of AEW, hey, head over hey. to whatculture.bigcartel.com right now to pre-order my book, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW. Um, it, copies are running out. Like, legit, copies are running out, so get there soon. 20 million a year for NXT. I've looked it up on the wonderful spreadsheet. Is that from the renegotiated? Because they renegotiated it, didn't they? This is on the almighty Brandon Thurston's oh, right. marvelous spreadsheet. WrestleNomics, shout out to him. Uh, so, yeah, 20 million annually for NXT That's on USA. absolutely pathetic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just the other numbers real quick. Uh, SmackDown is 205 million a year. <laughs> and Raw, because it's three hours, is 265 million. Yeah. So there we are. Th there's your number. So if you were doing a three-hour NXT, you'd still only be making 60 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dynamite, for reference, is 44 million a year. I expect all of these to go that up. That is an that absolute go up. bargain yeah. as well, it's, by the way. It's undervalued, yeah. There's more detail on the spreadsheet, but you have to subscribe to Brandon's uh, Patreon. I'm not taking his business away. I'm giving him some. Yes. There we go. Lovely. Nice oh, little nice, shout out. Yeah. Brandon's nice. Like he deserves way more of a following. He does. Yeah, he does. He's tremendous. Uh, so another thing that we were just talking about in the office earlier, um, how the hell do you book Mania at this point? Like, what do you have? <laughs> what is your marquee match that sells WrestleMania over two nights in Dallas in that stadium that seats like 100,000 people, one of the biggest stadiums <laughs> in America? How the hell right now do you sell that pay-per-view? <laughs> Virtually every single year, right, of my professional wrestling fandom, right, there's always been someone that one of two things has happened is WWE's like fluctuated in popularity. For a while, people were just earnestly into it. It was the biggest game in town. Then it became something pretty rubbish. And then the fans that still watched it were like in defiance of the booking. So one of two things has happened. One, they were simply competent enough to present a potential Royal Rumble winner and a potential WWE champion. And you'd think, all right, well, it's there. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that materialize. Or the defiance era of, oh, it has to be CM Punk. Not one of these old guys. Again, it has to be CM Punk. Let's cheer for him. Or let's cheer for Daniel Bryan. It has to be him, even though it probably isn't going to be. We need to make this happen. There, there's no one. Right now, I'm thinking I has to win the Royal Rumble or is, like, nailed on to win the Royal Rumble. Like, we're past even the predictable years of, well, it's going to be Roman yeah. or, or it's going to be Triple H to eventually arrive at the Roman match. Um, they've got so little. Usually, it's nailed on at this point, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And because it's so directionless and they've normalized everyone, it's so boring. Like, Phil, you're not a complete empty husk of a human being, right? <laughs> Like I am, having to genuinely watch every minute of this bollocks. Who do you think is going to win the men's Royal Rumble match? I genuinely have absolutely no idea. Like, I've been working four-day weeks recently because I had loads of my holiday days left over, so I just went to four-day four weeks. And I take Tuesday off, don't watch Raw. Like, there's nothing on Raw that draws me to it. I look at the odd thing on social media and, like, keep up with it. But yeah. I, there's nothing that draws me to actually watch that show. 
And then SmackDown, even that, like it had its peak sort of earlier on in the year. Like that's becoming worse and worse every week it goes along. But like even Roman Reigns, like you have that guy who's like the peak of the company right now. And he, even he's feeling a little stale and a little boring and a little directionless at the minute. And you're leading into WrestleMania season. So this is when you'd need someone to go up against him. And anyone, like initially it was Brock Lesnar because it kind of made sense that done the... um like got rid of him off TV and stuff and like find him and all that kind of nonsense that they just kind of got rid of out of the blue last week. But now like you, that feels like, is that heading to day one or are they just hot shotting that yeah. to bump a rating? So is, is that actually going to be the main event of mania? And if so, that leaves the rumble spot wide open, which yeah. if you're doing Ro- Roman Reigns versus Brock at mania, then you don't need the rumble for that. So that's someone going up against big E that has to win the rumble. Yeah. Big E versus anyone is in a big match because they've ruined him as well. Yeah, the And then you need some kind well. of big heel to win the rumble match, which yeah. doesn't feel very, yay, WrestleMania, let's I got go a buy tickets. Terrible idea. Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg is the guy they go to over and over and over and over when they want a little boost. And uh, by all accounts, tic- I think ticket sales are doing quite well for wrestling. Yeah, it's so a far. shame. Yeah. Like it's the brand, the brand sells, Yeah, so the brand really of wrestling. Like people buy tickets or whatever, and then resell them maybe if they're not interested or whatever. Um, I, I I get the impression that they want that. And this Brock Roman feud is good. It's good stuff at the moment for sure. And I'm interested to see what happens tonight. I get the impression they want to extend it all the way to WrestleMania because yeah. The Rock's not coming, is he? So we were going through that earlier, me and Amphlet as well, though. Because but it's like. They've had at least six Roman versus Reigns, Roman versus Reigns, Roman versus Brock yeah. main event level matches within the last sort of five years or something. Like, how is that a WrestleMania yeah. main event worthy thing at the minute? Exactly. Like, they it, just gave it away on Crown Jewel. If they hadn't done that, then yeah, because this, like, it, the dichotomy is different with yeah. the Paul Heyman connection and things. It's like a completely different match, but they've already given that away. The best version of the Reigns Goldberg match. Uh, sorry, Reigns Lesnar match was the first one five yeah. or whatever years ago. But like for the other match, you can if you're looking for people, you can traditionally go who's an upper mid card guy who's got good momentum, uh, quote unquote, and who could be elevated. I, I guess it's Damian Priest, but even then, <coughs> I, I don't know. I think the Goldberg button's going to be too irresistible for them. I think Bill, Big Bill's winning, and he's going to slap beef with Biggie. I've heard Damien Priest before. I've pitched Damien Priest before, but it, if you think about it really deeply, it's such a massive indictment of yes. their book. And he's not that over. He genuinely isn't. Doesn't get a huge pub. He doesn't even get like he doesn't build a sustained reaction in his matches. He's just they're kind of there for him. It's it's basically oh you the, must like him a bit because he was made to Bad Bunny eight months ago. That's what. That's who wins yeah. the rumble. Bad Bunny. Maybe Boom. Bad Bunny, there but that's go. genuinely what people point to <laughs> these days. They play a game of who's the least ruined and who's the least normalized. And the, if you deduce from that, it must be Damian Priest because he's not really been on the main roster that long. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He's made some bad bunny. And he's, and he's tall, and he's tall, so yeah, it's realistic. Yeah. They had yeah. the chance for Damien Priest, and it was right after that Bad Bunny thing when he had the world of goodwill coming yeah. out of that match, and then he went into, like, zombies. five months with The Miz. Yeah, zombies. like <laughs> Five months with The Miz and another five months with Sheamus. Yeah. He never loses, I guess. He never loses Damien Priest, so... Sheamus is a guy you can always heat up yeah. no matter what. He's Sheamus versus Big E got a little fun, at least. Got a little pal now, hasn't he, for uh, Ridge Holland. Oh, yeah, going, I bloody love Sheamus. That's weird. That's weird, that story. <laughs> really weird. But he's, like, he's just my hero. <laughs> sincerely, I think Goldberg's going to win the Royal Rumble, boys. So I'm set on this now. Imagine the internet. It's going to be so funny. Who I'm beats here. Reigns and when? Goldberg. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, it I can't be Brock. Sure. If it is, like, say, let's say it is Brock versus Reigns at it's, Mania. Can't be It's Brock. going back. If he wins the title, it's going back on Roman. Yeah. They've got no one and they've got nothing and it's impossible to talk about anymore. Yeah. That's so boring. Even, it's trash. Even now that they've been able to 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 raise this reigns thing to something that pretty much everyone enjoys, um, like in terms of core WWE viewers, I think you'd be very hard pressed to find one diehard every minute of every week WWE content person who could earnestly say they have elevated this babyface well enough in the background to usurp him. Um, they're gonna have to do one of their panic moves with a cash-in or another banana peel um, because, this, this, unfortunately, there's just nothing there. When's Owens' contract up? That could be a sweetener of the pot. Yeah. Hey, want to win the Royal Rumble? Stay with us. 29th of January, I believe. So what's that, like two days before the Rumble? Yeah. Hey, big Kev. A little sweetener for you. <laughs> Is it even possible? I, I think that... Regardless of whether or not Kevin Owens stays in WWE, I think any carrots dangled in front of him, I think he's probably probably wise enough to know, okay, this is a short-term thing. We've been here before. Um, fascinated by his 2022, regardless of what happens. And I've run out of things to talk about. Is there anything else that's happened this week? Nah, let's do a quiz. <laughs> big, big Swole left AEW. This sucks for her. Like, yeah, it's her just a, that's not really banter yeah. podcast stuff, is it? I know, it's not. No, it's just, just kind of rubbish because... You know, she seems like a really nice person. And yeah, all the best to her. All the best to Big Swole. Let's do a quiz. Aye. Yes. Oh, Maury hates doing quizzes with me. <laughs> yeah, you turn into a monster, mate. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Well, it's usually only when there's like elements in the room. There's not elements in the room, only cameras. So there we go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's like a win. I'm a winner. It's on the air. It's on the air. Quiz me. I'll just put the quiz. I'll push it up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it is. Maybe so. There we go. There we are. That'll do. I've not got a five-star review thing for the bloody good quiz. Does it matter? Nah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> carry on. Really high effort wrestling culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I am definitely not as prepared as Adam Wilborn at all for this. So I haven't got a review thing that is brought to you by the quiz. So just leave a five-star review and maybe Adam Wilborn will do it next week. He'll do two next week. Do and if he doesn't... No, no, Tuesdays no. are long enough. <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't do two, blame him. Yeah. No, that's not. So the quiz today, uh, there was a little hint earlier on with the song and the sort of banter that's been going around the office this week. It's all about wrestlers who have done music. Oh. Hit me with an every time I die question. <laughs> there is no every time I die question. Ah, come on. much more banter than that. Um, so usual rules apply. Shout out your name. First to answer wins. And it's out of 10 and it's all just for fun, isn't it? Is it? It is. Like well, for fun, guys. Not, not, not fun. with this guy. <laughs> it's not fun with this guy, but we'll see. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> You're an animal, mate. <laughs> like... So the first question, obviously, is about Hulk Hogan and his pinnacle song, Beach Patrol. <laughs> and what I would like you to do now is to finish off uh, this rhyme for me, this verse. And I've got some options for you afterwards, but this is the verse. Here we go. So, I was walking down the beach looking for some action, had my radio set on a rapping rock station, saw a girl drowning, sticky situation, she wanted me... Andy. Dot, dot, dot. I've got some options. Come on. Oh, do you actually know it? I know it. To give her some... Oh, she wanted some mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He does know it! I said, (laughs) Bruce. Get it? (laughs) Because he's like, like, uh, tan lotion or arse that time. (laughs) Good Um, God! Not going to lie, I'm a little bit upset because I wrote some great rhymes Aww. and now you've just ruined it for me. Sorry. What an Elizabeth! That's um, <laughs> Macho Man. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just go through my rhymes because I'm going to say them anyway. So she wanted me to save her with my sexy gyrations. Yeah. Right. I think I was going to help. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Jeez. She wanted me to hulkify her augmentations. What? <laughs> Titwank. <laughs> or she wanted me to be a Tit-wank superhero Tits. What was crustaceans? She wanted me to be a superhero crustacean. I was just trying to think of something else that rhymed with uh, well, a lobster. He's been the color of a lobster several times. Big red man. One nil to Andy Murray. Yes. Answer question two. Uh, so this is only as of 2010 because it's apparently really hard to find out how many albums are sold. Uh, but how many albums did John Cena sell of his incredible album, You Can't See Me? Was it A, 0.9 million? Was it B, 1.1 million? Was it C, 1.3 million? Or was it D, 1.5 million? Sidgwick, B. It's not B. Uh, Andy. I, I, don't, I don't have much concept of what is a good record sale number. A million is going platinum. Okay. Oh, did John Cena go platinum? Ah. Yes, he did. We're going C. It is C, hey. 1.3, platinum selling, hey. John Cena. Drawing more than uh, most weekly wrestling shows. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so on to Captain Lou Albano, obviously. <laughs> uh, he actually had an incredible album with some band that I haven't written down, but he has a song called Tiddlywinks TV Spot on it, where he just kind of screams Tiddlywinks over and over again. It's absolutely <laughs> Captain incredible. Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou Albano. Ooh, ooh. Um <laughs> 
But this isn't on his album. But which uh, kids show in the 1980s did Captain Lou Albano sing the theme song for? Was it A, the Super Mario Brothers? Was it B, the Legend of Zelda? Was it C, Super Ted? Or was it D, the real Ghostbusters? Sidgwick A. It is A. He even played Mario in the TV show. Of course he did. <laughs> he, did he voiced it and there was one where it was live action and he was in it too. Eccentric guy. <laughs> uh, so two on to Andy Murray. And on to question four. Zack Ryder, obviously big fan of music. Uh, he released a song in 2013. <laughs> He did. Oh, yes, he did. But what was it called? Was it A, the Broski Beat? Was it B, Hit Me Baby Two More Times? Was it C, Woo Woo Woo, which was a cover of Bye Bye Bye? Or was it D, Hoski? Uh, Andy, was it Hoski? It was Hoski. As soon as you said it, I had Hoski in my head. <laughs> what an interesting guy <laughs> Matt Cardona is. <laughs> Likes his little toys, doesn't he? Yeah, well. apparently he recorded it in his kitchen. Oh. So that's something. And then made a video on the beach, put it out, and WWE still didn't push him. Well, after that musical classic, <laughs> how could you? Three one to Andy Murray, on to question five. Uh, this one's obviously about Jerry Lawler back in his Memphis days. Oh, good. Uh, he had a song. Young girl, get out of my mind. <laughs> Funny you should my say that. My love for you is way out of line. <laughs> you better run, girl. <laughs> You're much too young, girl. You married young? 23? Yeah. Big That's what I'm referring to. <laughs> big, uh, Neil Sedaka fan, I've heard. Jerry Lawler. <laughs> you married young? That's all I'm saying. Aye. Okay. <laughs> you should say that because back in the 80s, he released a song that was basically just about having sex with women. Fair enough. What was it called? Which one of these is an actual Jerry Lawler song? Is it called? I must say as well, like these are all lyrics from the song. So it could be any of these things. Uh, is it A, wrestling with girls? Is it B, <laughs> leglock pile driver lover delight? <laughs> is it C, no holds barred? Or is it D, fight after midnight? Oh, that second one is spectacular. C, no holds barred. That was D. C. No, that was C. You're right. Uh, it's not no holds barred. Sorry. What, what are the other two? Pile uh, driver, leg lock, lover, delight. Yep. Or, <laughs> or, or A was wrestling for girls and fight after midnight with C. I, it's probably wrong, but I'm going for the pile driver one because it's weird. Definitely a line from the song, but it wasn't ah. the title. The title of the song was wrestling with girls. <laughs> of course. Andy Kaufman. All about wrestling with girls while having sex. Uh, anyway, <laughs> on to the next question. <laughs> still 3-1 to Andy Murray. There's still time, though. People just who listen fun. to this podcast every week are raging. <laughs> <laughs> um, so The Undertaker released a song uh, back on WrestleMania, the album. Don't know if you guys are a big fan of that album at all. More of a... What, what are they called? Forced Entry or something like that. <laughs> They've all got, like, wacky names, haven't they? Crush Fest. <laughs> it's all um, butt rock. But which one of these was the title of the song? Again, these are all lyrics from the song. A very lovely 80s pop ballad. It's a bit weird, I've got to say. Uh, was it called Slam Jam Death? <laughs> was it called The Man in Black? Was it called C, Dance with the Taker? Or was it called D, Rotting Flesh, Bluing Carcass? <laughs> Dance with the Taker. Swing jam. <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, I forgot what B was. but uh, The man in black. I'm going for that. I could see The Undertaker seeing himself as a bit of a Johnny Cash. Like, 
I'm a cool it guy. Is the man in black? Of course it is. <laughs> it does not sound anything like Johnny Cash, though. <laughs> it's full on 80s synth, just with yes, him every it. now and then going blue and carcass. <laughs> For some reason, it's blue really weird. Carcass. <laughs> I tell you, the Undertaker and his lore legacy is a lot to answer. For. <laughs> Uh, so, 4 1 to Andy Murray. Still four questions to go, so it's still all to play for. Uh, as we move on to the next Set question. to fall to pieces here. Like. Um, so, Vince McMahon, obviously, going to go to his classic song. Uh, it was released on the. Uh, his song was called Stand Back, and it was released on Pile Driver, the wrestling album two in 1987. But in that song, who played the bass solo? Sidgwick, Hulk Hogan. It is Hulk Hogan. Of the course. Other people were all. On trumpets and saxophones, or at least pretending to in the background. Hulk Hogan, who, of course, turned down Metallica to play bass. So <laughs> there we go. And he never lies. And the proof so. that he can do it is yeah. right there on video. Four <laughs> <laughs> two to Michael Sidgwick. Next question. Terry Funk, prolific uh, artist, released three albums. But which one of these is not one of Terry Funk's albums? Is it A, Amarillo Rose? Is it B, Texas Bronco? Is it C, Great Texan, or is it D, tougher than shoe leather? <laughs> uh, one of the Texan ones. Andy, C. It's not C. Bombs. What are the remaining it's options? It, it is A, Amarillo Rose, B, Texas Bronco, or D, tougher than shoe leather? The Bronco one. That was one oh. of his albums. His, the one that yeah, wasn't was Amarillo Rose. Oh. It was actually just a track on one of the other ones. I was going to say, I didn't uh, think he'd make that up. Yeah. He's got 12 songs about Texas on one album. There you go. <laughs> you, they, they literally are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also weird synth pop. It <laughs> was not what I was expecting. It would have been like country or <laughs> something. Literally, the rule of the 80s is that everyone started playing synths to try and keep yeah. up. Like everyone, every hard rock got to decide to get a synth. It was great. Everyone in the 80s was a one track lover. There you go. <laughs> oh, God, that's my afternoon ruined. Or, <laughs> or saved because I'm going to put that on repeat. Get in. Two questions left. 4 2 to Andy Murray. Murray's still all to play for. I don't have a tiebreaker though. So if it's a tie, I will wins. have a wrestle or something. Uh, so on to it. Every, everyone's favorite. Uh, wrestling-themed band, uh, Perox Y Gen, obviously. Hey! <laughs> They've also released three different albums, but which one of these is not a Perox Y Gen album? Is it Plurality of Worlds? <laughs> <laughs> is it Within the Cygnus Rift? What does that even mean? <laughs> is it C, Procession of the Equinoxes? Or is it D, Spawn of Me? <laughs> Sidgwick C, Equinoxes. That was one of the albums. Of course I'm it was, man. <laughs> so I, I actually looked at Perox by Jen on Spotify yesterday, but it only had two albums, and the Cygnus one was definitely there. What are the other two remaining ones? Um, so Plurality of Worlds or Spawn of Me. Ah, well, them's weirder, because he's a weird guy, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> he doesn't know what these words mean. Doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't. sounded cool in a textbook he read once. Um <laughs> Plurality of words. That word. I didn't even say that properly. It's that not one. the plurality of worlds. Spawn it's of Spawn of Me. That was actually Jeff Hardy's first solo EP. <laughs> <laughs> was that synth pop as well? Spawn of <laughs> Me. I'm going to say I did not listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's some boy. So Andy Murray wins, but there's still a question hey, left, and it's just for fun. 
Um, so this is obviously from Randy Savage's rap album. Why not? In 2003, the perfect time for Randy Savage to be releasing a rap album. Uh, it's the from uh, this is from the title track "Be a Man," which is basically just a massive diss track to Hulk Hogan. Be a man, Hogan. So I want you to complete this lyric again, and I've got some more options for you. So, hot diggity damn Hulk, you set it off. Used to be hard, now you've done turn soft. Doing tele- telephone commercials, I've seen ya. A, pimping out what's left of Hulkamania. B, dancing in tights as a ballerina. C, B, dancing in tights as a ballerina. It is dancing in tights <laughs> as a ballerina. I know my savage. I'm going <laughs> to go through my other rhymes, though, because my uh, C was going to be, and singing with babies for air conditioners, because of that Japanese thing. And my <laughs> final one, my favorite one, uh, being a racist and getting subpoenaed. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Foreshadowing the future yeah, with that lyric there, Randy Savage. Yeah. Four three to Andy Murray. Congratulations, uh, yeah. Andy Murray, for winning this week's pretty Thank you. good quiz. Is that more fun? Yeah, I mean it was good because you lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the dickhead now? <laughs> it's only when you win that you're a bad guy. You like when you lose, you're all right. You're I would have been nice. <laughs> that was a very good quiz. Thank I you. did enjoy uh, that quiz. That was awesome. Right. I'm glad you did like the bad wrestling music and yeah. not like. Not, not the, the good, famously not, good yeah. wrestling oh, yeah. music. Great stuff, the exactly. great array of classic wrestling albums that are out there. That's like, every time I die, are good. Yeah, Pie by The Rock, of course. Of course. <laughs> the horrendously racist that it is. Jesus. Wyclef Jan and The Rock, you can never forget that. That one's good. That's, you know, the, the, well, you know, the, the, on the curve. It's Bad Street USA earnestly rules, yeah. as <laughs> does Freebird Road. Yeah. As an actual composition with, like, it's, it's a cheesy as hell song, but it's well written. Leo Rush does music. Has anyone ever heard? I have not. I've not heard it either. I've not heard it either. Um, We're kind of clutching at straw. The thing that we've not heard, that might be good. (laughs) How about you send us your favorite wrestling artists and songs that we might not have heard. Maybe good ones. How could we forget Fozzy? Come on. on. Roddy Piper's uh, good. I'm your man. I've never heard it. Is that me? It's not great. Oh, okay. I just like Roddy Piper. <laughs> Send over your wrestling suggestions over to us on Twitter. You can do that to Andy Murray at uh, Andy H Murray. Uh, the H stands for Hoski. <laughs> and you can send them to Sidric at um, Sidgwick and you can send them over to me at Phil My Chambers and you can send them over to all of us at What Culture WWE like I say subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Spotify wherever it is that you happen to listen to all your podcasts from and give us a five star review because it always puts a little smile on Adam Wilborn's face and I think he likes it yeah doesn't take much of a smile on his face he's, no, it he's an actual no, hound <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening this has been What Culture well, Wrestle Culture that's what it is right, Dave Meltzer uh, <laughs> Go listen to more podcasts. How do you end a podcast? Wrestle uh, culture, pro wrestling. <laughs> Let me uh, check my notes here. <laughs> Russell's papers for five minutes. Have yourselves a bloody good day. We love Dave. Bye. Wrestling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.